Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a lighthearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome listeners to episode 55 of the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, where too much talking to pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Hannon and I'm joined as I am every week by my mate, Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how are you going? I'm good, Robbie. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Had a busy week? Uh, yeah, been a busy week. I had a tired week this week, mate, because I've just got back from uh, playing the baseball for the weekend. Yeah. So how'd it um, go? Uh, we ran second, uh, which wasn't good. Second, yeah, second, yeah. second base. Yeah, no, no, no. Caught. I caught for most of the uh, most of the weekend, so my legs were so incredibly sore. It was right. it was nuts. But oh, in uh, the full squat the whole time. Full is that squat what it is? the whole time. Yeah, yeah. I was only going to catch a couple of games. Ended up catching four because uh, yeah, we had one guy that ca- caught one game, and then the guy that was catching the final. Tory's groin running up the first baseline. Ooh. So it's a problem when you're playing Masters is you just have to start dealing with a lot of injuries. So just the soft tissue injuries. Yeah. Eh? So I've been dealing with a lot of uh, a lot of uh, just lethargy from a, a week of uh, of uh, the weekend of playing baseball and then the weekend nights of. Um, you know, enjoying yeast. your success, your second place, enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, there was there was a lot of yeast imbibed, you know, <laughs> chips and gravy, you right. know, at, 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 at silly not times of the morning. Um, so yeah. Well, good when fun. you when you came to the door to, to get the you know, your tail, I was like, who's this telly tubby at the door? But no, it's Robbie. No, so that's all right. Yeah, just can't expand, tell. Expand it out a little bit. You know, <laughs> can't tell at all, mate. You're looking fit. You're looking been, fit. On, been on the kale smoothie since, mate. <laughs> trying to trying to cleanse my body. How about you? What do you been oh, up to? Hey, well, the Ozpoz Awards were yesterday, mate. Oh, they, were they really? Announced. Yeah. Announced yesterday. Congratulations. Have you heard? No. How did we go? Well, you, Robbie Anderton, best new talent. Fantastic. Mate. Oh, well wow. done. Thank you. Congratulations, I'd mate. like to thank my mum and, and, and my dad and Lewis's dad and, you know, and... and Anyone and else, Lewis? mate, you want to thank? Oh, yeah, thanks. Lewis. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah. Mate. Lewis yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. my yeah. co-host. Yeah, yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't prepared that speech, have you, mate? At, at all, at all. As I, was just, I was just expecting, look, I'd, I wasn't expecting to win, Lewis. That's the thing. As it comes, it's a complete surprise. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know? As you pull the prepared speech out of your pocket. I, I'd, li- I'd like to thank everyone that voted, you know, that's great. <laughs> all our sponsors. All the, well, yeah, the sponsors yeah. as well. Sponsors. You know? Robbie's sponsors, his Robbie. own personal sponsor. That's right. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, Prime One. Thank you to Prime 100. Kale smoothies. Kale smoothies, you know, uh, the letter P, you right. know, the number seven. You well, know, speaking of Prime 100. And cookies. And cookies. Yes. Thank you, cookies. Speaking of cookies, how are their pee and, hemp oil, pee and hemp food going? Hey, yeah. No, I've got some info <laughs> on them. Oh, yeah. Tell I us finally spoke it. to Georgia and the pea and hemp oil diet they've got, they'd like to use it. It can be used as an elimination diet, like your croc tap. Nice, yeah. And or for allergy support, because obviously pea and hemp, there's no sort of protein allergies or it's a novel diet. So, yeah, right. So they're using it as a substitute for the crocodile tapioca if people are having, having problem getting it or yeah, they want, nice want a bit of variety. Yeah. I reckon it's got some natural anti-inflammatory ingredients in it. Which right. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Hemp. Sounds hemp's, good. Hemp's out there. Uh, you know, there's, it's got a lot of functional uses. Yeah, CBD, yeah. Can, can, what is it, can, cannabinoid something oil? Yeah, cannab- yeah. Uh, yeah, d- can, can, cannabinoid, something like that. Yeah, CBD. Yeah. Well, we should know something. Ta- talking about, about cookies and things like that before, <laughs> you know. Kale smoothies. Yeah. So you can add that one to your dry food for a bit of extra vegetables and it's also suitable for adult dogs. You can't give that one to puppies. Right. But you can feed it long term, so it's obviously complete food. So Well, there you go. Thank you, Prime 100, for, for – oh, thanks, Georgia, for letting us know a bit more about your food and thanks, you guys, for your sponsorship. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, P&M will have to give it a crack. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we should. Yeah, we should cook up some little cookies in the oven or something. We we'll just put them in there and yeah. just just dry them out. That'd be lovely. Great. Yeah. <laughs> we'll bring it bring it in for the next episode. We'll see yeah. how we go. Well, when we have our next uh, next uh, person we interview, we'll bring out some peanut. These are some. Yes. These are some we prepared earlier. Yeah, some peanut Clint. cookies. Clint. Yeah. <laughs> Rather than Clint making us his nice chocolate mousse cake. Yeah. Here you go, Clint. We made you some uh, pea and hemp cookies. They'd be wrapped. Tell us what you think about those. Yeah, tell us, tell us how they go down. You just have to tether his legs in case he starts floating up around the ceiling a little bit. Tell yeah. us in half an hour how you feel, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't feel my legs. Yeah. And, oh. if you, and if you're up near the ceiling, what's something that could maybe bring you down, mate? Oh, just to try and help to calm you down yeah. a bit. Maybe a little bit of zilkeen, do you yes. reckon? Yes. We're all about uppers and downers, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> 
So that's why we just like living somewhere in the middle, Lewis. You know, <laughs> got to have a little up. It's very yin and yang. Yeah. You know, we like to present a balanced approach here at the Two Vets Talk Vets podcast. Yeah. None of this, you know, right wing, left wing rubbish. If you're only swinging with your right wing or swinging with your left wing, you go in circles. Nice. Just keep it centered. And then you go forwards. How's that? Oh, well, I like that, mate. But I anyway, like Zilke. Yes. <laughs> the, um, it's, a, it's an anxiety-lowering product that, yes. uh, that, that we use a lot in, in our clinic. I'm, I'm doling it out every day. Yeah. Um, it's a milk derivative, um, great for any anxious dogs or cats you've got, if maybe car travel or thunderstorms. Yes. Or um, stress coming into the clinic, you know, um, uh, new new partners moving into their house with new pets. We've had one of those this week, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, so we've been trying to um, trying to work out, oh, well, how can we try and dissipate some of this uh, some of this anxiety? And, uh, and as it turns out, that dog was quite anxious because it was then suffering from heart failure because we hadn't seen oh, it before. Oh, right. And, and it came in and I go, oh, well, you know, very good that you've brought then the dog in so that we can check it out and start treating its grade five heart murmur and congestive heart failure. Zilkin's not the best product for heart failure. It's, it's not indicated specifically <laughs> for heart failure, but I'm sure it's going to help out the anxiety that the dog's got yes. associated with the fact <laughs> that it's dying of heart failure. But now it's on medication, so now it's not dying quite as quickly as what it was. So if, so the heart failure's under control, but the anxiety, well, it still needs Zilkeen. So that still needs a Zilkeen. That's right. And also thanks to our Patreon supporters as well. Absolutely, yeah. On board, really, really good. Hope you guys are enjoying our Patreon uh, questions. We've got another lot that are going to go up uh, this week, I believe. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 when we record them. (laughs) After we've done this one, I believe. Yeah, Yeah. That's right. We'll get get around it, won't we? Definitely. All right. You got anything in the news this week, Uh, mate? Yeah, so um, after one of our stories uh, over the last couple of weeks of the big Tasmanian Bernese mountain dog that ate the chicken skewer. Yes. Yeah, um, I was... Was, um, Dougie? Oh, was Dougie? It Dougie? Boris, Boris. Boris, 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 Boris the Bernese. Boris. From Boris Germany? From, no. Uh, from, from Russia. Burn. Boris from Bern. Bern. <laughs> With a Russian name. Boris. Yes, that's right. Um, so, we, uh, so I was talking to a client during the week and um, dog came in, had a, um, had a lump, we were checking it out and um, and also skin had started to flare up and go, oh, now, could that be from the chicken skewer that it ate a couple of weeks ago? And suddenly I've gone, oh, 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 what? She went, oh, no, it's fine. It vomited it back up again straight away. I've gone, <gasps> oh, what? Wow. She, oh, yeah. So, it, so they're out camping, mi- middle of nowhere. And so they cook in the, um, cooking their barbecue and the dog uh, ate a chicken skewer, a little, sta- like this staffy dog, ch- swallowed down the chicken skewer. Then it must have uh, hit the deck and then started whoosh, coming back up again. Dog was vomiting, hacking, 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 and managed to bring up the chicken skewer again. Oh, how lucky. Has caused no damage on the way down. Just absolutely unbelievable. The fact that it was managed to do that without any dramas. It's just up and down. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. So, Gee whiz, didn't get stuck anywhere. Gee, lucky. No. So I told her about my skewers in the beer in the beer yeah. bottle uh, plan, yeah. and uh, she said, I oh, will definitely do that next time. Is it good? Did you talk about the two vets talk pets patent and skewer that we're producing? The patent skewer, yeah, yes. Made from Paul Newman's uh, barbecue sauce. Barbecue wasn't sauce it? that's just going to dissolve <laughs> once it hits the gastric acid. <laughs> that's right. So you can just eat everything. You yeah. don't even have to worry about trying to bite off the skewer. No. Bite the chicken. You just got to eat the skewer and I all. I reckon we're onto something there. It's worthwhile. It is worth we're it. We've got to get a hold of Paul Newman. He's still around, isn't he? No, he's, he's pushing up. Pushing oh, up I daisies, know. I think, Paul who, Newman. Who was, was, who was Paul Newman? Oh, he was an actor. Oh, he was an actor, was he? Yes, I yeah, I thought he yeah. was a golfer. He might have been an actor and a golfer. <laughs> he possibly did golf part-time. Possibly. <laughs> he might have had a lot of downtime when well, he wasn't coming up with digestible chicken skewers. Yes, that's right. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't use his name on it then if he's passed away. Oh, well, that's that's all right. That's all right. Yeah, you know, we've just got to say that, you know, for anyone that might be upset if Paul Newman's dead... He might be dead. And for anyone that thinks that he's actually alive and we're saying that he's dead, we're yes, sorry as well. Yes. Hi, Paul, if you're listening yeah. and you're still with us, and great to hear you're alive. Send us a shout-out, let us know. And, and your family as well. This <laughs> isn't one of those April Fool's things where, where we go, <laughs> yeah, I think we're about a week early for April, for, about oh, two days is. early. It's so, coming up. Yeah. Oh. I, think, I think when this drops, we're about two days early for people going, oh, what, Paul Newman's dead? <laughs> Hasn't he been dead for 13 years? Yeah, I heard years? it on Two Vets Talk Pets. Oh, my goodness. i got my, the finger on the pulse. Must be true. Must but be true. We're like, uh, uh, what's the um, TMZ? Yeah. Yeah, we're the new TMZ. Yeah. Could be. Fantastic. Just make stuff up. The Inquirer. Just oh, make it up. Just make it up. Just make it up. It's news now. It's oh, true. It's all fake news. <laughs> fake news. How about you, mate? What have oh, you been up mate, to? Now, I've got an article from news.com.au. Nice. Blew me away. Listen to this one. A diver was swimming off the coast of South Africa to photograph sharks when everything went dark. And he quickly realised a whale That he had, blinked? He quickly realised a whale had swallowed him whole. <laughs> no way! <laughs> Listen to this. Isn't this South African photographer and dive operator Jonah Schimpf? 
Right. 51. Yes. Was off the coast at Port Elizabeth. Hang on a sec. Jonah. Jonah Schnimpf. Swallowed by a whale? Yes. Is this April Fool's? It sounds like it could be. Do you reckon when his parents named him, they probably didn't think that it was a self-fulfilling prophecy? Yeah, of being a Jonah Schimpf. Jonah Schimpf would end up inside a whale's mouth. At least they didn't call him Krill. 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 Plankton. 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 That's what his mates call him. Jonah Schimpf. Maybe it should be Jonah Shrimp. Shrimp. That's what I was thinking. Jonah Shrimp. Jonah Shrimp. It might not be his name, but we'll go on. It might be an alias, do you might, reckon? Might, well, I might a, have, a pseudonym. I might have gone for a little poetic license and changed his name, but it sounded good anyway. <laughs> he was off the coast of Port Elizabeth when he looked down and realised the mammoth bride's whale was getting a little too close for comfort. Yes. The sea around him started to turn into a dark mess and he quickly found himself inside the whale. Wow. Rightio. Nothing can actually prepare you for the event. <laughs> <laughs> Other than not being in the water trying to swim with sharks. Well, I think his parents tried when they named him Jonah. (laughs) (laughs) When he ended up inside the whale and then it's pure instinct, Mr. Shrimp said. Let's call him Mr. Shrimp. Mr. Shrimp. sounds good, Mr. Shrimp. Mr. Shrimp. That name again is Mr. Shrimp. Mr. Shrimp has been working as a dive tour operator in the town for more than 15 years and documents the sardine run every year. The sardine run? Yeah. The dive was trying to get a photo of a shark going through a bait ball. So, you know, those big, big... Uh, things are big schools of fish, I guess. Right. When it yeah. all happened very fast, it got dark. I felt some pressure on my hip and instantly knew a whale had grabbed me, he said. <laughs> I couldn't imagine how the whale had grabbed me or was holding me, but I instantly knew it had grabbed me because of the pressure in its on mouth. my hip. Yeah. <laughs> there is no time for fear in a situation like that. You have to use your instinct. Oh, I reckon I would have been pretty scared. Oh, yeah. It's definitely some fear there. Mr. Shrimp. I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Instantly held his breath, fearing the whale was going to dive down with him and spit him out deep below the surface. Oh, a crocodile rolling. Yeah. 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 Well, hold his breath. I mean, a whale, they can dive to 100 metres or so. That's a yes. big breath you got to take, mate. And I don't yeah. think the whale's going to come up slowly for you so yeah. you don't get the bends. <laughs> yeah, which you know all about you from your diving. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what I was thinking, like he's got the full, you know, uh, scuba gear. Why didn't he just put the, put the... Uh, Put the regulator in and have a breath. Like, That's right. Well, don't yeah. hold your breath, mate. Use it's what you've right. got. Just yeah, you got your tank on. Oh, Amateurs. I should have been there. Yeah, yeah. he's only been <laughs> dying for what twenty years. Twenty or something. years. Yeah. yeah, it's not long enough. No. Bridey's whales can weigh up to twenty tons, and other dive two operators who witnessed the terrifying event admitted even getting bumped by one of the mammal's flippers could easily break ribs. The next moment, I felt the whale was turning either way, and the pressure was released, and I was washed out of the mouth. I nice. came back onto the surface, where surely I wasn't looking too clever. Yeah, maybe not. Well, yeah, unless anyone else was watching, yeah. probably, <laughs> probably living your own life there. I reckon, Joseph Shrimp. Yeah, they, oh, they, they feed on fish and plankton, Scott here, and they grow and divers. To a length of fifteen. No, they spit them out. Oh, right, they, yeah, right, they spit yeah. Jonah, they're, they're they're the ones that John West reject. Uh, well, yeah, I wonder if, like, as you know, you've got your full kit, your scuba kit. Did he think to carry a pair of matches? Oh, to so try the, and sort of light it. Yeah, yeah like you know how Jonah Dick's got style. out? Yeah. Make, the, make the whale cough. Yes. Yeah, did he think of doing that? Was that wasn't that um, Pinocchio as well? Oh, did Pinocchio yeah, do that? Yeah, that was Pinocchio. It was Pinocchio I'm did that. my biblical stories. <laughs> <laughs> With Disney characters. <laughs> Maybe his name was Pinocchio. Pinocchio. <laughs> Pinocchio Shrimp. <laughs> I thought that was Pinocchio that did that. You see, they're saying a match. I go, no. Like the match. No. Isn't that what Jonah did? No, I'm pretty sure Jonah did that. I'm pretty no. sure that was the little puppet boy. That, yeah, no, it was the puppet boy. That was definitely Pinocchio. Definitely Pinocchio. Sorry to everyone who's... <laughs> That's not even pop culture, mate, you know? <laughs> Mixing my genres there. <laughs> As they came up with their mouths open, they couldn't see what was in front of them. I guess the whale thought it was a dolpha. Dolphin. Dolphin. A dolpha. Dolpha. Dolphin diver Claudia Weber Gebert said, Yes, it's quite the tale to tell. I was spat out by a whale. Nice. So there we go, mate. There you Jonah go. Or, Jonah, or maybe his name was Rainer Shrimp. I'm not sure. Rainer Shrimp. Might be Rain, Rainer Shrimp. Rainer Shrimp. His true name. Yes. Anyway, Jonah sounds better, I think. So jo- Jonah, as in, yeah, from the bit. So in the, in the Bible, the, uh, yeah, Jonah, Jonah was go- swallowed by a whale in the Bible. Oh, yeah, I would think it was Corinthians 36, uh, 18 verses 2 and 4, just off the top of my head, mate. Yeah, yeah, I'll be, yeah. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest with you, my, my, my bit. When you're saying Jonah, Jonah Shrimp, then you're looking at me like I'm supposed to know. I go, oh, Jonah I've got, s- I got nothing. I was thinking, I think you're talking about the, the thing that um, uh, the uh, Australian actor, yeah, where he used to dress himself up in um, as, the, <laughs> as Jonah from Tonga. 
<laughs> Jonah Takalua. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, we can be heroes. Yes, was yeah, it? yeah. Or, what, what was his name? Um, um, uh, Tilly? No, t- uh, Lily, Chris Lily. Yeah, Chris Lily. Chris, Chris Lily. Lily. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, when he Not him- Jonah Takalua. So that was a great story that fell really flat. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to call him Pinocchio, I would have been all over it, mate. <laughs> I go, well, this is just like the cartoon. <laughs> Why didn't I realise Robbie would be right into the movie aspect, but not so much the Bible not, aspect? Not, not the Bible the side of things. Oh, jeez. No. There you go. Right. Yeah. Did, didn't you do religion at school or something, mate? Uh, Some was, sort of something. I, I remember we were at high school, and, and any of our listeners that are of a, a, a religious leaning, please don't judge me for it. I remember one day um, there, a word went around that there was a lunchtime activity of where there was chocolate up for grabs, and you could eat as much chocolate that you could get, that you could eat with a knife and fork. Right. And so, and so everyone's descended on this room and then we realised that it was the school religious group, <laughs> you know, the school Christian fellowship group. And, uh, you know, I was a fat kid and I love my chocolate, but I thought, no, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll just... You didn't stop. hang around, mate. I didn't hang around. I think we had that game but we had to do with a plastic knife and fork. And oh, really? Break. It was snapped. <laughs> and then they go, right, take it away. And, and then did they say, that was there any sort of blaming of God on that, that obviously oh. you weren't pure of heart or that you needed to go to church to pray for your you know, for your plastic fork to stick it out a little bit stronger? What else you got, mate? Anything else in the news? <laughs> a little more recent in the news rather than yeah. 2020 years ago. Yeah, um, uh, so the, at the moment we've got all these um, in Australia, one of the uh, the leading big two supermarket brands, Coles, has got their, their latest years of uh, stickies. Pla- pla- plastic crap just to try and get kids in. And the, so oh, they're the these stickies. Little, oh, mate, I am so sick of this plastic rubbish. Coles the, Fresh Stickies have Coles, arrived. Absolutely. So they're these for our international listeners or people that happily don't have kids and can say, no, I don't want any of your plastic crap. They're these little sticky things that you buy if you spend over 30 bucks. You get a little package and inside this little little plastic um, or, yeah, little plastic thing that can stick on the window of your car or whatever. They have different shapes of different vegetables um, and fruit and veggies. But um, a colleague of mine from uh, over in Adelaide posted this picture. So just have a little bit of a read of that. Oh, wow. So... Turns out, not only do they encourage our children to take in their fruit and veg, but also our pets. Horace ate up a Cooper carrot. So that's one of the stickies range. And was left needing emergency abdominal surgery to remove the rubber veggie from his intestines. Oh, my goodness. So a cat ate a sticky, got lodged in his intestines, and then had to go and have a uh, surgery to have it removed. Wow. Be cautious with your Coles stickies. Yeah. So just on the off chance that anyone out there is collecting your stickies and you've got cats... Maybe try and make sure you keep them right out of the yeah, way because or, or dogs, dogs will eat them too. I reckon. Yeah, yeah. I reckon if you've got a big enough dog, it might you know sail straight on through. Yeah. Um, and just in case you've got one of those uh, the golden banana ones, you know, um, if your dog does eat that, you might want to still keep going through your dog's poo because uh, Lewis and I have been keeping a little bit of a watch <laughs> on eBay. And uh, what what was the latest one you sent me up to? F- fifty one grand. Fifty one thousand dollars for a little bit of gold. Plastic crap just because there's only a hundred of them. And my daughter, the entrepreneur being she is, she goes, I'm going to buy some gold paint and paint the banana that we've got and I'm going to sell that on eBay. Yes, yeah. I said, you go, darling, go for it. She hasn't seen it. They've got replica ones on there where people have done the same thing. I haven't told her that that one. No, no. It's her idea. Let her run with it. it. She'll never get around to it. No, (laughs) no. That's oh, that is that is amazing, mate. So yeah, the carrot. I reckon the broccoli might get stuck in a dog though. There's some round bally type ones. Yeah, blueberries are, yeah, are blue- certainly. I think the blueberry right. one might struggle going through that ileocecal valve. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that might be a very uh, a very uh, long, uh, deep obstruction there. Yeah, I, I wonder if that Cooper carrot that's come out of being bought out of that cat. That could go quite a bit off eBay. That's a real rare. Has passed through cats' intestines. Passed through a cat's intestines. Yeah, yeah. I think that's worth a sale. An increase in value, like those. Um, what is it? The, the, there's a certain type of coffee ground that's worth yeah, so. This, m- oh, it's gone through a civet. Yeah, to eat by a civet, an Ostwin civet. Yes, yeah, which is a creature. Yeah, that, like that, a cat kind of creature. Yeah, yeah, that eats eats it, craps it out, and then someone's got to go through the crap and then try and get out the uh, the coffee beans. Yes, and so then when people say this coffee tastes quite literally like. <laughs> 
Oh, like, like, like crap, like, like crap. Yeah, yeah it's yeah, not because yeah. they burnt I, it. I just didn't want you to have to put a put a beep thing oh, in there, I think mate. That I know you run okay. out of time. Yeah, I yeah. think that's okay. I know crap's all right. I was just going to go the go to the, go to drop the full. Are you on the SH one T? I was going to, but then I, I pulled back. Thank you, you know? for doing that. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate so, that so, very so much. The beep. But but yeah, so so if you're looking for crap coffee, that's a real good one. But it's going to cost you a fair <laughs> bit. So, but stickies. Keep your stickies away from your cats. So. Yeah, I like that. I like that, mate. Yeah. Um. Now, speaking of you know, going going from your amazing, uh, you know, news on the, on the stickies and the yes. you know the person swallowed by a whale. I've got some news that will interest you very deeply, mate. Fantastic. And it's gonna. I think our worldwide audience is really gonna hone in on this. Nice. Hit me with it's, it. It's an article from the Herald Sun. Yes. So a little bit of a little bit of a teaser there. Top shelf article. Victorians selected for Miss Universe Australia final. Right, okay. And this is this is something we've keen, been keenly following. Keenly we, watching. Mate? Like the Ozpod Awards. Yes. We've been following who, how Linda's going with yes. her love and guts. Yeah, love and guts, well, yes. We've yeah. been following how the Victorians are going in the Miss Universe. Well, we're very parochial here in Victoria. You know, yes. We look after our own. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. The beauty queen hopefuls representing Victoria in this year's Miss Universe Australia final were selected yesterday. Right. Oh, it's a couple of weeks ago now. Yeah, well, it's old news. The seven, the <laughs> we did, you, we did, you said it was worldwide news, not recent worldwide well, news. It's, it's, it's very recent. Oh. It's not from TMZ, though. No, okay, right. This yeah. is Herald Sun. Yeah, yeah, this is real news. Yeah. The seven who made it through were, and I'll read their names, only I don't know why, Ariel Russell, 18, Daniel Collis, 25, Marijuana Radmanavik, 27. What? Marijuana, well... Oh, Mariana. Like Mar- Mariana, thank you. There you go. There is no how's you P- in there. How's that pee and hemp oil going, mate? Yeah. <laughs> there is no you. Sorry, Mari- Mar- <laughs> Maria. What was the name? Sorry, Miss Radmanovic, 27. Eleanor, ba- Eleanor Bailey, 25. Bail you. Yeah. Um, right. I'll come back to that. Tyra McNeil, 20. Brooke McCauley, 26. Priya Serraro, 26. And Priya. Priya. Oh, Priya. And Robbie Anderson, 28. So, very good. Excellent. So, yeah, I, I, had to, I had to fudge, fudge my age there, yeah. mate, to try and get in because they yeah. don't let 40-year-olds in. Oh, you in there, mate? Oh, yeah, yeah. Nice. So, not only we the Oz Pot Award for Best Talent, what else are you going for without me, mate? Mate, anything I can get a ribbon for. I look really good in a sash. <laughs> yeah, really? you know? I've, I've, been, I've been going the waxing. <laughs> Matches you know, Just up. ready, for the, re, yeah, ready for, the, for the swimsuit edition. And world peace. Yes, yeah. <laughs> now, now, tell us, Robbie, how would you try and deal with the, uh, the, the Palestinian crisis? Oh, well, you know, I think that everyone – did you see? That uh, that video of um, when she was talking about world peace, and she's going, oh, you know, and there was the, uh, yeah, I think everyone should just get along, and yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah that, that, that's why I'd have that, I'd have that nailed. So yeah. Miss Miss Eleanor Bailey, which you picked up on there, was cheered on by her mum Robin Bailey and her father Ted Bailey. So Ted uh, Bailey, Ted. for those who don't know, was the former premier of Victoria. Yes. And, uh, she From was, the real, the real struggling Bailu dynasty of Victoria. Well, yes, yes. Yeah. She said it was a proud achievement at her first effort. It was really nice to share the moment with Mum and Dad. Mum was front and centre, taking lots of photos like the champion she is. I'm in shock. It's very exciting," said the full-time guide dog puppy carer. Now, hang on a second, mate. I thought we were the only profession that cuddled puppies all day. What? We, don't, we don't we don't look as good on Instagram doing it as what you know a Miss Universe can, finals contestant would do. How many of those jobs are there? A full time, full time, not just a couple of hours a day. Yeah, full. That's eight hours a day, five days a week. Yep. Puppy dog care. What does that involve? Oh uh, well, look. There's a there's a, a strict regime of tickling behind the ears. Yes. Of um of of patting the chests. Yes. Um. There's there's also Kissing, the um, kisses maybe kisses. Lots of puppy yeah, kisses. kisses. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's there's but lots of patting. You know? You're right. The Instagram aspect though, Miss Universe, cuddling the puppies 24 hours a day. Yes. I think it's got a lot of uh, a lot of social media there. Yeah. But look, if anyone wants it, you know, is a is a full time puppy dog carer. Yes. Let us know. Oh, we'd, we'd love we'd, we'd love to talk to you, talk about you on the podcast. Yes, because obviously you're doing you're doing the Lord's work. You know, yes. looking after puppies. You know, full time, and it's a religious episode. We there you go. Yeah, things. it sure is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My goodness, she was. So how about that? Eh? Oh. No, I reckon we we could interview him on the podcast because there's a good thirty minute chat we could have about what they do all day. What they do with the puppies in the yes. morning. I go and wake the puppies up and I cuddle them, and then we'd go for a little walk, and then they and I do to some bed. more cuddling, and, and then, then they sleep. To eat. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And then we probably have a meeting, talk about how we're going to handle them tomorrow. Yes, yes, mm. yeah. And then again next week, and I wonder how they go with getting sore mouths and going, oh. 
Oh, yeah, because yeah, that takes more more muscles to frown than what it does to smile. Yes. But when you do that, oh, you can't help but do that with a frown on your face. So I I, I worry about her features, Lewis. Do you think yes. maybe she's going to have to go and get a little bit of Botox in order to try and help to keep her her features going if she's doing too much of the oh? Possibly. With the you, you think it might be ruining the Miss Universe career. I I, th- I think she might be in some trouble, Lewis. Yeah. yeah I think she probably she, maybe she only has to go to part time for the guide dogs. Yeah. The guide dog caring. Well, something that might link in really well is later on I'm going to talk about feeding raw diets to dogs yes. and kisses and how you shouldn't kiss your dog and what you might contract. So maybe that'll link in quite nicely. Maybe, maybe she should listen in. Yeah, that's right. Ms. Might be bail you. A, a, good, a good weight loss t- uh, tip perhaps. <laughs> All right, on that, uh, all advice on this show is generally nature, <laughs> particularly of you know losing weight from kissing your dogs after eating raw diets, um, and 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 generally you know nonsense in nature. Um, so please consult your veterinarian, um, who might be a bit more common sense than us, before following advice that we give you for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up to date information, even if the news articles are a little bit over overdue. Um, uh, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, and the Herald Sun keeps coming coming out with more great articles about people getting eaten by whales, please let us know if we have missed anything or if you need any clarification. And just so, just so to clarify there, they were their real names. We yes. didn't change those names. Those, that was those... Mrs. Ms. Bailey. No. And I'm sorry to that lady's name that I pronounced incorrectly. Mariana. Thank you. Yes. Oh, my apologies. Yeah. Oh, Official look, apology. I, I cannot believe sorry. that someone at, of that age... Right at the in, you know can still get away with being so able to say yes uh, I'm a I'm a full time guide dog carer it's fine because daddy and his daddy and his daddy yes. and his daddy have, have got lots of money so therefore I don't have to work exactly yeah, <sighs> yeah, yeah. anyway I'm anyway. sure she's a lovely person we wish her all the best well, we should get her on the show if you're listening. Miss Bailey, come along. We'd, we'd love, we'd love to have you on. We've got a spare microphone. It'd yes. be great. Yeah, yeah, we'll get you in and have a chat. Be Bring great. your puppy along. We've been following your career very, very strongly. Closely. Yeah. We'll go out. We'll go out to where she's patting them. Uh, well, absolutely. Yeah, we'll yeah. do a home visit. Yeah, no, just, not a home visit. That the, sounds the, weird. The, 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 yeah, 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 just just through the through the window. <laughs> to the to the <laughs> we'll go to the guide dog place. Yes, yeah. We won't go to her and, and just just in the, the puppy paddocks that yeah. they have there. Yeah, and we'll just sit there and they'll let them release the puppies. Release and they'll run all over us. And now I've got gastro from all the puppies <laughs> licking my the, face. The kiss, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. That's, yeah, we'll that's get to that. Good yeah. weight loss tip. Yes. With all that chips and stuff you've been eating over the yeah, weekend. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll yeah, get yeah. on to it. And, and rather than talking about weight loss, I'd like to talk about hair loss, Lewis. Hey, hey bring it on back. Yeah. So um seamless. So I wanted to talk about alopecia, you know, and and different things of why animals don't have eggs. It's a pretty common thing for why people bring their pets in to see us, dogs and cats and birds. It's not that they lose hair, but they lose feathers. And podcasters. And podcasters, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think we're uh, we're, we're both you know, shedding. We're, we're both very much in the telogen phase at the moment <laughs> with uh, the different stresses through oh. life and holidays and work and that sort of stuff. I'm well past that, mate. Yeah, well past well that. I'm on the shining phase. <laughs> the shining. You're, you're the, still... Uh, the shimmery phase. Yeah, no, you're well behind me, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do have a reasonable head start, but, you know, but my kids are doing the best to make me catch yeah, up. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, so... I wanted to talk about um, uh, hair growth and that sort of stuff. What are the things that cause animals to lose hair? Because there are some common conditions, there's some uncommon conditions, and it is a sign that's that's something that you should take your pet in to go and see the vet because it can be a sign of bigger things going on. So, um, uh, you know, uh, so the different stages of hair growth, I just sort of just cover through that a little bit. So there's three main stages. There's the anagen stage, which is when your hair follicles are in active growth. And so at any one time, 80 to 90% of your hair follicles, unless you're a podcaster, um, <laughs> are, in, are in your active growth phase. 80 to 90% are not actively growing now, on it, my head. It, it might be 8 to 9% <laughs> for podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> um, then, um, so, so that's when the follicle is actively growing. And depending for animals, depending on breeds, that is of varying lengths and also where the hair follicles are. So if you've got a short-coated dog, then their antigen phase is shorter than a longer-phase dog. So um, so dogs longer like coat, yeah. Hungarian pulleys and and um, and the oodles and things Marima. like that. Marimas. Marima. Marima. Yeah. yeah. Marima. <laughs> 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 
Um, so then you're on to catagen phase, right? So catagen is then as you're going from, once you're transitioning from your anagen phase, catagen is as the hair follicle is starting to contract. So you're starting to get closer towards when that hair follicle is going to uh, get ready to start to have it go into its resting phase. So the bulb gets smaller, the hair growth sh- uh, slows down. Uh, many fewer of your hair follicles are in that position, sort of one to five percent. Then you've got telogen. Telogen phase is the resting phase for the follicle. So what happens when you've got hair growth? The hair is formed because you've got all these little cells that line inside the hair follicle that then pump the keratin into the shaft to make the shaft longer. And so as you're going from antigen, come on, mate. Mate, what are you talking about? I'm talking about shafts was, getting longer. Oh, no. I oh, know. Come on. I was on. asleep until you got to that bit. That's really... Per- about elongating that's really, shafts. That's really perked me up. Hang on. What was that? All right. Phase? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The telogen phase. So, te- well, no. Telogen is when it goes to sleep, mate. Oh, right. That's when I went to sleep. And then I woke up when the shaft was elongating. You wake up too late. Yeah, yeah. You got to wake up when the shaft's growing. It's not like us to get back to some childish jokes. Right. So, first the shaft gets longer. Right. Right. Then the shaft just stays where it is. And then the shaft falls out. Ooh. And that's hair growth. Ooh, right. Okay. But then it has a rest and then it comes back again. Okay. Good. So your telogen phase is that resting phase of when you're waiting for the new hair follicle to start being forming because your bulb is going to start, your papilla is going to start growing more keratin and then the shaft is going to elongate Right. Again. I think yes. I'm permanently stuck in telogen by the sound of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just asleep all the time, my it, head. Well, you know, well, you, you might still be in some antigen, you know. Well, I mean, well the moccasin component on the side, yeah, that, yeah, that's, well, that's, that's in something else. Well, you, you don't have it tied into the back like a, some dodgy, you know, uh, um, high school teacher, you know, um, physics teacher. Yeah. So, so, so you must be getting your hair cut at some stage. Well, I, would, I have thought about going a bit of a mullet. Yes, the, yeah. You know, the bald on top and the, the mullet at the back. Yes, the, the door Bruce Dill, the flying doormat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be great. Um, so, Deb would so, love it. Oh, she'd, she'd love she'd, it. She'd, she'd <laughs> knocking the door down going, Lewis! <laughs> Don't cut your hair. She's all keen for that look. Absolutely. She'd, be, she'd, be, she'd love it. It'd be awesome. Yeah, She definitely wouldn't be kicking you out of the house. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so tell us so, what, causes, what causes. So what happens. Um, so what, Sorry. So what makes your hair grow uh, or well, what alters your hair growth? It's a complex interaction between hormones, neuropeptides, so things like neurotransmitters and things like that, and also your genetic factors. So cow manure, isn't it? I've heard cow manure putting on your your ball pits helps. Mushroom compost. Right. You know, a a, a nice um, sort of honey and uh, and golden syrup, you know, little um, little, uh, sort of number, a little little sort of application. A pea and hemp oil solution. Mixed up with the the golden syrup. Yeah, Yeah, it would be great. That may work. It may work, but we're not guaranteeing anything. So would a wig. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, then you could put the wig on top and then it'd help to stick it on there. On the syrup. It's got to stop it from coming off. You might attract ants. And wasps, Ooh. which wouldn't be very good. No, bees. no, no. Right. Um, so, so, yeah, so complex factors that that help to try and tell your hair follicles what to be doing at different times. So that's the reason why some dogs then have changes during uh, winter winter months. So you'll have winter coats and things yep, like that. Yep. Um, so what is alopecia? Alopecia is when the hair falls out. And so you have uh, patches of skin that don't have hair. Now, it doesn't have to be complete alopecia. You don't have to have lost all your hair. It can be patchy alopecia. It can be what we call biometrically symmetrical alopecia. So it's the same on both sides. It can be just over certain little spots and certain little areas. And depending on where that alopecia is, can sometimes then give us clues as to what the underlying cause could be. So I'm trying to work out, okay, how can we try and sort of two vets talk pets this, you know, rather than sort of looking at it and going, oh, well, you've got this type of alopecia. I thought, let's just try and break it down into, into bare bones. Yeah, so, like it. so I thought you can have pulled out hair, right? right? So if your hair is being pulled out from trauma, so say you've got dogs or cats that are pulling out their hair because of fleas right. so, so or they're itchy. itchy yep. And so what they're doing, they're actually either, so that might not necessarily be that the whole follicle is out, but that the follicle has been chewed off really close. So you know, once you've taken the itch away, well, then that shaft will keep on coming. But to look at it, it is a patch of hairless skin. So. So they're pulling out, they're getting their paws and they're pulling it out, aren't they? Just probably grabbing, not their paws, grabbing probably clumps. Their, probably their mouth. 
Oh, right. Thanks, mate. Sorry. Thanks for the clarification. Yeah, yeah. Grabbing yeah. it between their opposable thumbs and ripping yes, it out. Yes, ripping there. it out. Just tearing the hair out. Just, just, they've got children. Children. <laughs> tearing the hair out. God, uh, I can't take it. I can't have enough. So, the, yeah, it is from trauma, like you're saying. So they're scratching themselves maybe or chewing or licking, which is pulling it out. Correct. And yep. those hair follicles should come back because if the, um, as long as the follicle itself is okay, the uh, where the follicle grows from, the bulb, then the next shaft should come back out again. It should look okay once you stop them from chewing it all out. The next one I've called burnt out. Right? right. So burnt out. So if something's gone in there and has burnt through or cooked those hair follicles. So if you've got inflammation. Right. So inflammation. So say you've got a deep pyoderma. So you've got yeah. a really nasty skin infection. You've had um, mites like Demodex mites or Sarcoptes mites go mange. through. Uh, yeah, mange. And caused a really nasty inflammation in the skin. Or things like thermal burns, chemical burns, things like that, where you've had um, something go through there and has damaged those hair follicles. Hair follicles don't grow back. So that's the reason why if you've got scar tissue, hair doesn't grow back out through scar tissue. Right. You can get skin grow back across, but your hair follicles can't grow back. They're too complex. So so that's what I've called burnt out and nice. then shut out. So shut out is when something's going in and is stopping the hair follicles from growing anymore. So hormone imbalances or other substances that are affecting the, the hair growth cycle. So the ones with that, your classic ones, are your are your end, what we call the endocrine alopecias or your hormone alopecias. So they're more your ones where the dogs, either their hair stops growing or their hair falls out and it just doesn't grow back again. So the classic one with that is where you've got, say, a dog that's got Cushing's disease, which is too much cortisone hormone floating around, that what the cortisone hormone does is it suppresses the growth of the hair follicle. So what happens is once the hair falls out, out, you don't get back out of telogen. You don't go back into that antigen phase again. So you just have no more hair come out. Um, also, uh, if you've got low thyroid hormone, so thyroid hormone decreases the phase of, of telogen. So it gets you kicking back into antigen again. But if you don't have enough thyroid hormone, then that stretches that out again. And there's bucket loads of other, you know, endocrine alopecias that are Rots, all isn't it? Yep. weird and odd, you know, alopecia X and sex hormone alopecias and all that sort of stuff. Yep. And then you've got, if you get genetics out. Yeah, genetics out. Genetics out. Genetics out. So you've just got bad genetics, and yeah. then you end up where you've got some, uh, you know, uh, breed-related um, alopecia. Nice. So, and there's, you know, Dachshunds can get like pattern baldness and all yeah. that sort of stuff. So, yeah, right. So. Yeah, you know, if you've got a dog that's got hair falling out, get him into the vet because there is an underlying reason. It's probably going to take some tests to try and work out what that is, unless you see little fleas having a party over the top of the top of their back, and you go, "Here's some, you know, ex unnamed flea product because they're not sponsoring <laughs> us," um, and uh, and then go on from there, you know, and and treat it out. But otherwise, it's probably going to be some tests. You're probably going to have to do some treatment in order to try and get it back. So, and it's not normal, is it? I guess that's the thing we're trying to get at. Not usually normal. Yeah. It's not generally normal. Yeah. And and so it's it may be the canary in the coal mine that there's something else going on. Your dog's got a rough and unkempt coat or your cat's got a rough and unkempt coat because they've got too much thyroid hormone. Um, your dog's losing all its hair. It's got a, a little rat tail, you know, as well as doing other things like getting a big tummy and losing muscle mass and drinking more and weeing more. But the coat can be a really big a really big sign. And uh, one of the classic ones that, um, that I remember I had a case when I was in England – Dog came in for its vaccination and uh, and it had a, a big unclipped area on its uh, on its back and I said oh it's just had surgery has it and they said no no it had surgery twelve months ago for a lump the hair just hasn't grown back yeah. they're going I think we should be doing some tests on this dog and we did tests and yeah it turned out the dog's got Cushing's disease yeah. so so something a, a over overproduction of cortisone that was suppressing the growth of the hair follicles yeah, yeah. I think that, that's something like we seen it in a consult or I seen a consult definitely is you get a dog in you look at it and you just go oh the coat looks really thin yes and you say to the owners has it always had a thin coat and they're not always sure because it can be a gradual change yes um so so yeah really important to sort of compare your dog out in the park or when you see other dogs how does my coat on my dog compare to similar dogs out in the park? I Absolutely, think. yeah. Yeah, it looks a bit thin. Then maybe go go and have a chat to your vet and have, have, get them have a looked at. It doesn't hurt because it's uh, you'd rather get in and find out what's going on before things get too bad. So there you go, mate. That's um alopecia. Love it, mate. You summed up really well in the with the outing there. I think you brought it all out. Excellent. Four Good outs, stuff. wasn't it? 
Four outs. Four yeah, outs. Yeah. Four so and you're out. Pulled out, burned out, shut out, and genetics out. Very nice. Yeah. Love it, mate. Well, what I, have you got? I have got a, an article from The Conversation. Uh, raw meat pet food may not be good for your dog or your own health. Right. And this is, uh, there was a recent article in the vet record, and, and it made me think I had a, um, really rang a true with me because I had a miniature schnauzer coming to work the other day. Yeah. With some really lovely owners that I've seen the, the dog since it was a puppy, essentially. And the, uh, it might be maybe a year old now or something, you know, something along those lines. And they were very keen on feeding a raw food diet to the dog. Yeah, okay. Which, all right, that's, that's their prerogative. You know, yep. I. I did mention to them my concern about bacterial infections, yes. you know, possible contamination of the meat with bacteria, causing gastro in the dog and symptoms with the dog. Yep, that's fine. Take that on board. No worries. Well, twice since they've had, oh, I saw it as a puppy, they've been back twice with the dog with gastro. Yeah, okay, right. You know, uh, just some basic vomiting, bit of diarrhea, that sort of thing. And, yeah. I, and so I thought this article is really timely. It really lined up with my sort of some thoughts about that raw sort of meat stuff. So, yeah. So this is a new study that was published in the vet record and it's found that raw meat pet food can have high levels of bacteria in it that compose a risk, health risk for your pet. So it yeah. sort of proves sort of my thought. The researchers warn that such food could present a health risk to you or someone else in the, in your house if their immune system if their immune system is compromised so that includes children elderly or anyone taking any immune system suppressant medication for any health condition yeah so the latest study looked at a sample of 60 commercially available raw pet meat products in europe yep. so yeah it's not australia all right fair enough the swedish researchers tested these samples in the lab for pathogens such as e coli salmonella and campylobacter so they're common sort of uh, gastro-producing... Common poo bugs. Exactly. Yeah. yeah that, that we see certainly in our practice yeah. um, that, that cause uh, gastro-like symptoms, vomiting, diarrhea, general malaise, unwell, um, or quite sick on some of them as well. But they can also cause um, same sort of symptoms in people. Yes. All the, 60, all the 60 samples that were taken were found to be contaminated with enterobacteriaceae bacteria. Yep. So that's E. coli. Yep. E. coli belongs to that family. So the finding of E. coli on a meat product suggests it's been contaminated with... Poop. Feces. Poop. Poop. Poop bug. As the bacteria found in the gastrointestinal tracts of animals, it's also an indicator of poor hygiene during processing of the meat. Right. Other bacteria found in some of the samples, such as included Salmonella, Clostridium... And Campylobacter are considered potentially pathogenic, which means they can cause serious illness in both animals and in humans. And peoples. Exactly. So what is what is pet meat? So people, it's got all different names. It's called bath, which is, you know, bones and raw food or biologically appropriate raw food or wrap, raw animal products. In Australia, raw meat or pet foods or pet meat is designed as meat in a raw state that is identified as food for pets. Yep. This differentiates it from human grade meat. Yep. Human grade meat is tightly regulated. Um, you know, bacterial contamination testing is done at the abattoir to ensure it's safe for human consumption. Yep. You know, they do swabs on every, you know, every product that comes out to make sure there's no bacteria on it. And also the way they sort of cut up the the carcass yeah. is to minimise contamination. How, how the processing is done is done to try and limit the contamination of the bugs from the gastrointestinal tract of the animal being done to the meat. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, pet, pet meat in Australia isn't legally required to undergo any bacterial testing. So it's not known if the pet meat in Australia is contaminated like the samples were in the Swedish study. Yeah. It's important to note that. There are laws on how pet meat is manufactured and handled, but these laws are mainly concerned with protective human safety from contamination right. and exposure to the pet meat rather than ensuring it's safe and wholesome for your pets. Yes. So the danger of raw pet meat contaminated with potentially pathogenic pet bacteria isn't restricted to just your dogs eating the food as part of their diet. It's also the handling of the food. Yes. So handling the raw pet meat in your kitchen can also present a real risk. The and where you keep it too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. The liquids from the meat can easily contaminate kitchen surfaces. Your dog's mouth can also harbour these bacteria and spread them to you via licks and kisses. Hey. Which we come with Ms. full Bale, circle. You. Miss you. Miss Universe full circle. Yes. We know your secret now. It's out. Maybe she then goes and kisses the other contestants, but she's actually managed to develop an immunity, Lewis, which then means that she's protected, but then she whubs the other girls out. Oh, oh, that's a job for miscongeniality. Oh, really? Yes. yes. Sandra, yes. Bullock. Sandra Bullock. She needs to come on in and sort it out. Miscongeniality three. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, there- Enterobacteriaceae. Was there a two? Oh, they did a two. Enterobacteriaceae. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Miss Congeniality 3, The Attack of the Poo Bugs. <laughs> That'd go so well. Straight to Netflix. Yeah. I don't straight to straight to uh, video. Yeah, yeah maybe <laughs> straight to DVD. Reminds me of something about Mary. Remember something about Mary? And she's kissing the dog, the old the old granny. Oh she's yes. Going, oh oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Um, and uh, actually, when clients come in and their dogs, you know, their dogs are really licky and they try and jump up and lick yeah. your face. My step, my gutter, look, I love your kisses, but I know where your tongue's been. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So that's why you've got to be careful with people with immunocompromise yes. uh, being exposed to the raw pet meat. And it's also good, interesting to note that as well as risks to the dogs themselves, um, the US Food and Drug Administration does not support dog feeding dogs raw food. Wow. For these reasons. So that's interesting, isn't it? I didn't yeah. know that. Um, so, of course, dogs can eat raw meat. And uh, they can still get sick from the bacteria in the food. We also know that dogs with gastrointestinal illnesses shed bacteria species, yes, like those mentioned in the Swedish study, in their feces to a much greater extent than healthy dogs. Yes. So if your dog's got diarrhea, it's more likely to be shedding more of those nasty bugs than yeah. if it's just got normal stools. Yes. Yeah. Stools. Yeah. Stools. High higher concentrations of the bad of the poo bugs in the, the poo, the, not in the normal. That's right. Stools. Dogs, <laughs> I'm trying to get a list there. I'm going to. I can't get it going. Can't get. You have a drink, no. drink of water. Little, mate. You're yeah, a bit, bit dehydrated. Yeah, I'll work on it a minute. I can see your eyes are sinking in the back of your head there a bit, mate. You know, your hair's falling out. <laughs> <laughs> you're not yourself, Lewis. What's going on? Intelligent. I'm intelligent, phase, mate. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> so, uh, so, how do you keep yourself safe if you're feeding the raw foods? Uh, the authors of the study offer some great practical tips on how to keep yourself safe when handling raw pet meat. <laughs> Keeping keep, uh, raw pet meat frozen until it's used right. can help, but it still does not eliminate it. No. Handle the raw pet meat separately from all other human food and, and either use dedicated meat pet meat utensils or wash equipment thoroughly after use. Yeah. That's similar to when we talked about the toxoplasma plasma stuff, wasn't yes. it? Make sure you prepare your moho whale separate... <laughs> Separate to to Tadakan. To, to the Tadakan. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Don't Se- don't mix the don't cross the streams. Don't don't cross the streams. You've got to make sure you use a separate cutting board. Exactly. Yeah. A knife and everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Number three, avoid kisses and lick, licks from dogs that have just eaten raw pet meat. Four, do not feed raw pet meat in households with immunocompromised people. Yes. You can further reduce the risk by only feeding human-grade meat to your dog. So yeah. that's the difference, pet meat and the human-grade meat, as the bacterial load and presence of other contaminants should be minimal. Now, obviously, owners get very passionate about feeding raw diets to yeah. their dogs, and there's a lot of lot of stuff on the internet about it. Yes. Not necessarily re- well-researched, but the, if you Opinions want to... Opinions and bumholes when it comes to what you feed your pets. Exactly. Uh, but... If you're going to do it, you need to be aware of the risks and also you need to be aware that dogs do need a balanced diet. So you might need, you know, with correct vitamins and mineral ratios to avoid them getting ill. Um, So as with any homemade diet, it's probably best to consult with your vet to make sure that it's a good balanced diet that that you're feeding at at the same time if you want to go down the raw meaty diet kind of way to go. Yeah, good stuff. That was a, I actually spotted that article the other day as well. It's a, yeah, quite a, quite thought provoking with different stuff. Yeah, it's good. It's definitely, well, it just brings up, you know, sort of, what I, what I think what I've been saying in consults for a while and possibly yourself too, mate. Yeah. Just um just be aware of the risks. You've got to be want, careful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you want to go down that path, that's great, but just uh, just be be aware of the risks. Yeah. Now I've got a mailbag. Mailbag. Yeah, Crack mailbag. open the mailbag. Well, a little bit of a mailbag on Instagram. We got in uh, Crabtree five nine eight. Yes. Might remember him from episode fifty, mate. Oh right. Okay, him a shout out. We did give him a shout out. He was that's hoping right. to get into vet school. Yeah. yeah well, he's got back to us. Hey guys, thanks for the shout out a few weeks ago. I got accepted to Auburn and University of Florida. Hey! Congratulations, Congratulations mate. dude. Yeah, well excellent. done, man. Maybe four years from now, I'll know enough about horses to come on the show. Oh, good. Then it was. You probably got better horse knowledge than us right now. I was going to say that'll make three of us. Three of us know yeah. nothing about horses. <laughs> <laughs> and he's on episode two fifty, maybe. Thanks again for the shout out, and looking forward to Robbie riding bare back into the sunset. Fantastic. Yeah, Isn't I'm, I'm that... looking for. He can he can come and do the vet check to make sure that the horse is okay. Yeah. So yeah, it might the... might take two hundred and fifty episodes <laughs> to get 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 the numbers up that high. Oh no, nah, he's keen, mate. He's keen. He's going to fly out. Oh, is he? Yeah, Fantastic. He's, he's Especially fly, for it. Yeah, he's going to hold the horse. Is he? Yeah, Excellent. So. Very. 
good, very good. He's going to so he'll hold the horse while you give me a boost up while I'm while <laughs> I'm in no, the No, Christina's not the boost. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be no boost. She wants no part of it, mate. Really? No part She's at all. out. Out. Really? Out. Who's going to film? Uh, well, probably you know. We'll, we'll get a crew in. Everyone else. We'll you know, get a crew in. I'm sure. I'm sure there'll be someone there with a with a phone. Yeah, you know, we'll iPhone right. X. That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good enough. Or that new one where it can sort of you know uh, dull out the background, so it can oh, just really, really, really capture my features. So just walk into a blurred sunset. You reckon? That's right. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So so you can blur off the the the, the, the black hole sun. Certainly aspects. <laughs> But I think he did say, also, Crabtree said that our Aussie accent took a while to get to understand. Oh, yeah. You reckon we've got pretty thick accents. Really? Don't know what he's talking about, mate. He's got no idea. Ah, oh, you'll be right, Cobber. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Have a great day. Yeah, good on you, mate. Have a good weekend. <laughs> there you go. Tell us what we said, Crabtree. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so thank you very much Thanks for that. Thanks a lot, guys. All righty. Now, we, I think we're running short on time, That's mate. That's it. Yep. Um, what are you covering next week, mate? Uh, I, I've got a little bit of a thing on. You know how cats love cardboard boxes? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, there was a little article that came out talking about you know how it helps with their anxiety. Yes. It helps with stress reduction. Something I use a lot in the hospital. I make yeah. a little cardboard uh, hidey hole for the cats. Yeah, excellent. Uh, Annoys the, the nurses, no end, I think. <laughs> but, but, I, but I love doing it. How about you, mate? What do you got coming up? Um, I want to talk about distemper balls. Right. Yeah. Well, Jupers. Yeah, well, leave it at that. Leave Whoa. it as a cliffhanger. Cl- distemper a, balls. That is a full-on cliffhanger, mate. Yeah, yeah. I've told you nothing about it. You know yeah, nothing. I've got nothing. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I'm, I'm, my, my mind is working overtime <laughs> trying to think of something, some funny comment, but I've got nothing. Got nothing. Nah. Nothing. After all that elongating of shafts and stuff, you've got nothing to talk about balls. <laughs> I'm all out, mate. <laughs> all out. All out. Spent. So yeah. of course, guys, if you want to, if you've got a question for us, we haven't we're running out of time for for any questions today. I think if you've got a question for us, hit us up on uh, at, at uh, two vets talk pets at gmail.com. You can hit us up at Instagram or on Twitter or on uh, the Facebooks at two vets talk pets. Um, you can also send us a message on Patreon, I believe, as yes. well. So yes. um, so yeah, look for us, find us. Um, we've had a few people leaving us some really really cool reviews on uh, on iTunes as well. If you can leave those. It, it actually makes a massive difference. It does. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Because yep. um, if if you put a, a, a five star review on us uh, for iTunes, iTunes then through some weird magical algorithm pixie thing actually puts a podcast in front of other people to listen to. Yeah. So um, so the more five-star reviews we get, the more it gets out. Um, share the links for the episodes with your friends as well. We'd love to try and get some more listeners on. We've had a few a few new people uh, just email us and saying, hey, we've just got on board. We're going back, listen through your old episodes. We love it. So it's really good to hear from people that are spreading the word. So thanks a lot, everyone. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Fantastic. Alrighty, guys, I think that's it. That's it, wrap. Yep, absolutely. Yep, peace out, everyone. Scratch you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or send an email to Two Vets Talk Pets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at Vet Behaviorist, and more importantly, as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives, be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do, a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle.